0: Welcome, listeners, to the Radical Life Support podcast series on the ABCs of the Attributes of God. We are so glad you're joining us today. As you heard, I added an intro because there is a bonus for you with this podcast. It's a song I wrote that goes along with our theme of God is the Faithful Father, so be sure you listen through to the end. As always, we start with our quote from A.W. Tozer. What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. One of the main reasons that I wanted to do this study on the attributes of God is because I see people aren't thinking about God enough in their lives. And then when they do think of Him, they think of Him wrongly. Being a Christian is not about having a sinless life. It's about having God, having Jesus at the forefront of your life. If you have them, you will know them. And then you will want to live a sinless life. Then your life will be in perfect order. It doesn't start with works or being good. It starts with a relationship of love and dependence on your faithful father. This will be the first time I'm trying to incorporate two attributes as God is faithful and God is your father. They are both so important and luckily they both start with the letter F. What is your favorite attribute of God? I asked a group of people that once, and the majority of them said, God's faithfulness. Now, why would faithfulness be so valued and important to us? Maybe because we don't see it in our world very much. Children are abandoned by their parents, spouses leave marriages, employers only seem to care about profits, and they can get rid of you in a heartbeat, and there's really less loyalty than there used to be with employees who are constant looking for a better job. Patriotism seems to be a dirty word these days, and when people face difficult circumstances, how quickly they just give up. It seems rare to find someone who truly lives out until death do us part. But faithful is what God is. He's loyal, constant, and steadfast. He's true to who He is. And he's not just thinking about himself, he cares deeply about what is best for you. A.W. Tozier says, God being who he is cannot cease to be what he is. And being what he is, he cannot act out of character with himself. Since he's faithful, he cannot be unfaithful. So all his words and acts must be and remain faithful. Men become unfaithful out of desire, fear, weakness, loss of interest, or because of some strong influence from without. Obviously, none of these forces can affect God in any way. He is his own reason for all he is and does. He can't be compelled from without to stop being faithful. But he ever speaks and acts from within himself by his own sovereign will as it pleases him. I want you to find complete assurance today that God is unwaveringly reliable and faithful to you, and He will not leave you no matter what you've done or how far you've deviated from the path He's laid out for you. In all of our podcasts, we show then how God is revealed through the Word, through creation, through Jesus, and in your hearts. So let's see. How God reveals that He is faithful through the Word. There are several words for faithful in both the Hebrew and the Greek. The first Hebrew word for faithful was used in Exodus 17 12, and one of the faithful words is used 90 times in the Old Testament. They all describe God accurately. God will always be absolutely truthful and true. He is the definition of honesty and integrity and he will hold up his end of the deal no matter the sacrifice. He is certain, established, lasting, enduring, and continuing. The word always applies to God. Always, always, always. Try to get that into your brain about who God is. He won't do anything against who he is. He's Always faithful. Some beautiful verses that discuss his faithfulness are Deuteronomy 7.9. He's the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commands. Psalms 108 5. For great is your love, higher than the heavens, your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Lamentations 322. Because of the Lord's great love we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Oh, and that reminds me of that song, Great is your faithfulness. O oh God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with you. I just want to interject that because I love that hymn. Another verse in the New Testament is First Thessalonians 5.24. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. And Second Thessalonians 3.3 3 says, but the Lord is faithful, who will establish you and guard you from the evil one." There are numerous verses that speak of God's divine faithfulness. It says that He is a faithful God who does no wrong. His love is faithful. Kindness and love are often used together with faithfulness. He is the faithful Holy One. Work of His hands are faithful. He's faithful to all His promises. God's faithfulness surrounds him. He's faithful to the truth. The one who calls you is faithful. In faithfulness, he will bring forth justice, and perfect faithfulness, he has no heir in him. There are really so many verses, it's hard to narrow them down. But what I want to show is that God's faithfulness permeates all he does and who he is. You can't separate his faithfulness from any of his other attributes. And from what we've learned so far in our ABC's attributes of God, we can say that A, His faithfulness is almighty. B, it is a rare, beautiful faithfulness because it comes from a beautiful God. C, it is not something He created, it is who He is. The Bible says He's a faithful creator. D, you can rely that He will be faithful to defend His own. And E, His faithfulness will last through all eternity. Now how does God reveal that He is a faithful Father through creation? So in this section on creation, I want to shift to our other attribute that God is Father. God did not just create the physical world. He created effective strategies and systems, rules of justice, forms of government, society, marriage, and the family. The family was designed by God to be the perfect environment to raise children under a loving marriage covenant between a man and a woman. Children would grow up with committed parents who would raise them up in the ways of the Lord. It was to be a safe environment filled with love, support, and nurturing. That, of course, is the ideal in how God intended it to be. God also gave us the Bible with numerous verses of families fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, brothers and sisters, to show us the right and the wrong ways of making a family succeed. The Bible has a lot to say about fathers and their roles in the family. They are not to exasperate or embitter their children. They are to train up a child in the ways of the Lord, so the child will then not depart from their faith in God. They should love their wife as Christ loved the church, so as to give a child the example of how a godly husband behaves. They are to discipline as they think best. Fathers are to make righteous decisions that provide, protect, and take care of the family. They are to manage their own family well, so that their children will obey him and give him proper respect. What was your earthly father like? I'll bet you that your father has come short in some way or another because of all our fathers are sinners and they are not perfect. They are capable of being selfish and as self-focused or addicted to something as any of us can be. We all need to fight through against the lie that how your earthly father is, is how your heavenly father is. How your earthly father is, is not how God is. Even if you had or have the best father in the world, God's exceeds him, hundredfold. God will never let you down in any way at any time. God is never verbally or physically abusive. He will never abandon you. He's not a father who doesn't pay child support so you're not provided for, or he's not someone who would never tell you that he loved you. This is not God. Again, this is why it's so important to know who God is in His character and in His ways so you don't get the two fathers confused. Consider this. If you are angry at your father, this can directly affect how you feel about your Heavenly Father. For example, if you believe you do not have a good father and he didn't do a lot of things right, then it's my personal belief that you are more susceptible then to being mad at God because you don't think he's doing things right, and he's not doing things the way you think they should be done. Be mindful that your feelings for your father don't bleed into your feelings for God. The key with our imperfect fathers is to forgive them. Those of you who are parents, you have to know that you're not a perfect parent either, and your children could easily find faults in you and not forgive you for something they feel you did wrong. So please forgive your father and move forward. Understand in the Christian walk that forgiveness is not an option. God is the only ideal, perfect father, and he has a commandment that we are to honor our fathers even the ones who fall incredibly short of the ideal. The most beautiful story in the Bible is about a family with problems, and our Heavenly Father's character is found in the parable of the prodigal son. Here it actually appears this time that the father is a good father, and yet the son's disposition was the one of rebellion, unthankfulness, and selfish ambition. Until the son focused on all the blessings he had with his father, instead of all that appears to be restrictions, then he came to his senses and he came home. And the father welcomed him with open arms and love, freely forgiving and ready to reinstate him into the family. First John 1:9 says, "If we confess our sins, God our Father, He is faithful, and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. God created the family, and He knows we don't all do our part correctly, but we can receive forgiveness from our faithful Father. So how is God revealed as a faithful Father through Jesus? The first thing I want to say about Jesus comes from Revelations 19.11. John said, I saw heaven standing open. And there before me on a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. And Faithful is capitalized. So Faithful is one of Jesus' names. It is also who he is. And Jesus was faithful to the Father from the beginning to the end of his life on earth. He came to do the Father's will, he said. 1 Corinthians 1.9 God, who has called you into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, is faithful. Hebrews two seventeen, He, Jesus, had to be made like his brothers in every way, in order that he might be merciful and a faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. In Hebrews 3, 2, and 6, He was faithful to the one who appointed him. Just as Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house, Christ is faithful as a son over God's house and we are his house, if we hold on to our courage and hope of which we boast. When Jesus spoke in the Bible to the people, he spoke of God as Father. It reflected his relationship to God, but he also wanted us to know that it is our relationship to God as well. One of my favorite statements of Jesus in this regard is when Jesus told Mary at the empty tomb, Don't hold on to me, but go and tell your brothers, and brothers is a family word, right? Go and tell your brothers, I'm returning to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Jesus was constantly leading people into a family relationship with him and the father. God called Jesus his son, and Jesus called God his father. Jesus said, I am in my father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. John 3 says, The Father loves the Son and has placed everything in his hands. Jesus says in John 5, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. And then he goes on to say, Love each other as I have loved you. Love starts with God and flows down to all the world through Jesus and through us. A speaker told me once something that has impacted me greatly about the love that God has for His Son and the love that the Son has for the Father. The two of them, they are deeply in love with each other. and Of course, I'm not talking about a physical love. But it's a love that they have for one another that surpasses our understanding and they invite us, you and me, to join them in this circle of love. I kind of imagine it this way, that they are standing there with their kind of their arms around each other. And their arms are open to us, like to invite us into a bear hug. And they're calling us, come, come be with us in our love. Come and join our love together. We want you to be in this circle of love with us. Take a moment and just try to imagine them loving you so much. Jesus says, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. And home represents family. They want to make a home with you in your heart. They are in a loving relationship together and they ask us to be a part of that family. Romans 8 says, And by him we cry, Abba, Father. It's like calling God Daddy. It's very intimate and personal. The Spirit Himself testifies with our Spirit that we are God's children. And now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co heirs with Christ. There are numerous verses that have God's love and His faithfulness together. And I believe it's because the Father's love and faithfulness are inseparably connected and eternally offered to you. So we have this beautiful faithful father, and how does he reveal that to us in our hearts? The word faithful in Hebrew describes someone who always does the right thing, even when no one else is looking. True faithfulness is loyalty and commitment, no matter the circumstances. We have gone over God's faithfulness to us and because of his character. His faithfulness is true and unchanging. But now let me ask, are you faithful and loyal to God? Think of it like a knight to a king or a soldier to a commander. In America, our independent mindset makes it kind of hard for us to understand sometimes. But, you know, we do admire men and women who are ready to give their lives for their country in loyalty and patriotism. And we certainly know when someone has not been faithful to us. We even have courtrooms filled with cases of people breaking written contracts and verbal vows of commitment. Loyalty to someone's commitment or vows seems to be easily broken. Often in our relationship with God, we're not as faithful as we should be. We don't make time to spend with Him. We dabble in secret sins and we have jealous hearts. We lie and steal and we place money and security above Him. Then, when we don't feel His presence, we're upset and we think God's being unfaithful. God is never unfaithful to you. He can't be. It goes against who He is. If His presence seems different, it's not His doing, it's ours. If you want to be more faithful to God, he is ready to embrace having a deeper relationship with you as your father. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, But God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. He is faithful to help you get through any situation you're going through. Many of you have fathers Who were absent or cold, distant, unapproachable, or maybe they've harmed you greatly and in ways unimaginable. God says to you that He is a father to the fatherless. His love for you is immeasurable. He created you and so will always be there to provide, protect, support you. He generously adopts you into His family. You can come to him with any request knowing he's attentive and he wants absolutely what is best for you. He is with you and he will never leave you. He is even kind enough to discipline you as a good father does so that you can stay on the path of peace and blessing. And like the prodigal son, if you've been unfaithful, the faithful father will welcome you back home to his family with open arms. Think about looking at a family portrait and how the faces of the children resemble their parents. This is how God wants us to be. When we are born again through Jesus Christ, God adopts us into his family, and we can begin to call him Father. He wants us then to reflect him and reflect his Son. We are to display his likeness and develop the characteristics of our Father. His mannerisms, his speech, his ways— just like how a child tries to imitate their parents. Ephesians 5.1 says, Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children. Proverbs 3.3 says, Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. I want to pray for you now through the words of A.W. Tosher. Upon your faithfulness, God our Father, rests our whole hope for future blessings. Because you, Lord, are faithful, You will honor your promises and your covenants will stand firm to the end. We can put complete assurance in the fact that you are faithful and we can live in peace and look forward with assurance to the life to come. When we are tempted, anxious, fearful, or discouraged, may we find hope and good cheer in the knowledge that our Heavenly Father is faithful. You will be ever true to your pledged word. May we know for certain that you will never remove your loving kindness from us nor will your faithfulness ever fail. Amen. Living a radical life for Jesus means believing that God is a faithful father. Now, as promised, here is an extra bonus feature. This song is about a sweet young lady I know whose heart is broken and longs for her earthly dad. But then, her heavenly daddy comes to her rescue.
1: Daddy gave his son his soul i
0: Thank you again for listening today. We would love to hear from you. Please email us with words of encouragement. Send us any comments or questions or let us know how we can pray for you. Our email address is rickandrobinmo at gmail.com. Join us next time. We'll be talking about the letter G. Talk to you then.